Welcome to the GTFO podcast. This is Holly Kaplan. For those of you who don't know, GTFO means get the F out. In this podcast, we will be discussing how to get the F out. How to get the F out of a bad situation, predicament, or something you want to flat change. I'll be interviewing individuals who have had to GTFO. Expect to hear stories of those who experience situations of despair, pain, and fear. And the only way to escape it was to GTFO. Through this podcast, I want to give you, the listeners, the power and courage to make life changes should you need to GTFO. Being overweight is a common struggle for Americans. According to the CDC, on average, 40% of Americans are considered to be obese. That's almost half the population. A lot of these individuals know they want to make changes, but it isn't without certain hurdles in the way, such as confidence and overcoming food addiction. If you have battled weight issues throughout your life, but you didn't know how to get started to lose it, you're not alone. Maybe you wanted to GTFO out of your current body, but needed the right tools to do it. Our guest today, Shireen Washington, is going to share her own weight loss journey with us. Shireen had been overweight for all of her life and had a hard time finding the right path to get where she wanted to be physically and for health reasons. After years of being overweight, Shireen was finally able to shed 115 pounds and keep it off because she found the right support system. It included a mentor and a celebrity. Today, Shireen is a former therapist turned award-winning multi-million dollar sales coach and trainer and founder of Real Talk Sales Consulting. To date, she has sold over $32 million for national brands. She developed the proprietary Real Talk selling system featuring her accelerator program to help dentists convert potential prospects into patients. Her career highlights include serving on the corporate leadership team at Clear Choice Management and achieving the top producer of the year award at Clear Choice. This girl is quite a dynamo. Thank you, Shireen, for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. It is a pleasure, um, and it's an honor because I've been following you oh, you're so on LinkedIn, nice. so I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity here. So, Oh, oh girl, <laughs> oh, you're awfully nice. <laughs> That's really nice. Well, it's funny you say that because that is how we connected. We connected through a mutual friend, and so when I got a message from you, I was like, I know, Shireen, we're connected yeah. through the LinkedIn. That's right. So, so I'm really glad that you reached out, and I'm really grateful that you were open to sharing the story with us today. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, I want to talk to you about how you were able to GTFO out of your former body and what kind of transformation you went through. I know the listeners will appreciate it. But before I get into the heart of things, would you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes. So I uh, just, I mean, you, the, my bio really speaks to sort of my background being really unique because I was a therapist for 10 years, but, um, my world is sales. Um, and I call myself an accidental salesperson because, um, starting from a very, very early age, um, in high school, uh, I had a passion for sales and it's always been something that I think it's an innate gift. It's a talent. And, um, I took my clinical background and, applied it to the sales process because I don't see sales as selling. I see it as serving. And that's exactly what I did as a clinician for many years working with children and families. Wow. And so when I work with 
sales pro, uh, you know, ready to win sales pros and specifically treatment coordinators at elective medical practices, plastic surgeons and dentists. That is one of my first goals is to say what you think of sales is not what you, it's not the truth because sales exists in every aspect of every business. It's just how you embrace it. And if you see it from the position of empowering people to change their lives with whatever product you're offering, um, it is a blessing and a gift. And when I think about my, my experience and my journey, a treatment coordinator actually helped to change my life. Wherever that person is, I don't know where she is, but that in 2008, that was when I decided to have weight loss surgery. And it was because of a salesperson who didn't see it as sales. That's so impactful because whatever her words were to you is what changed your life. And you're right. I'm a salesperson. I started off selling long distance a million years ago. That's a whole other story. But it's really about, you know, the consultative approach. And I know that's what you are teaching your clients because clearly you're able to help them to convert themselves into fully functioning salespeople. So mm-hmm. that's quite remarkable. Um, and I want to hear about what happened in 2008. Will you give us a little background on your experience with with food and weight and what that was like for you before your conversation in 2008? Yeah, I, I had struggled with weight loss my entire life. I mean, when it comes to diets, I mean, I've been on every one, whether it was, you know, um, a crash diet, fasting, all the commercials, food delivery, everything. And I had reached a point in my life um, really started struggling with it at 2000 in 2007. And, you know, a lot of people, when they think about weight loss surgery, there is a lack of uh, knowledge and education. Um, And a lot of people see it as the easy way out. And a lot of um, external forces uh, criticized me for wanting to to, um, have weight loss surgery because a lot of people think you're weak when you can't do it, quote unquote, the old fashioned way. Yeah, I don't agree with that. That's that's quite disappointing that that's a that's what people It is, but anybody who's a bariatric patient knows that the decision to have weight loss surgery happened years before we actually pulled the trigger. We just didn't do it. Many of us don't do it because of the negative connotation of what weight loss surgery presents to be for a lot of people. And I just reached a point being borderline diabetic and hypertension, I just knew if I didn't do it, I was going to die. And despite the fact that people very close to me told me I would die, said things like, Shireen, you're going to die in the operating room table. Oh my gosh. That's frightening. It is. But for me, I was going to die anyway. So, you know. How How did that impact you emotionally? I mean, at that point in your life? I mean, it was it was difficult. I mean, up until 24 hours before having surgery, I mean, and I'll never forget it. Um, there was no one in my corner who wanted me to do it. Seriously? And I, yeah, I mean, even my <sighs> husband to this day, you know, and I, you know, flew a thousand miles. I'm sure we'll talk about my story, but, you know, I didn't have weight loss surgery right in my area. I flew to, a, you know, I live in North Carolina with my husband. I have two kids. And I flew from here all the way to Oklahoma to have surgery. So the night before, I remember crying literally in a ball in my bed because I'm like, okay, I'm going to die tomorrow. But you know what? Um, I don't want my kids to ever think I didn't try and that I was willing to die for them if that was what I needed to do to change my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You were committed. You were committed. Mm -hmm. You were going to get on a plane and go someplace to have a a big surgery. So I admire you for that. 
I mean, you were trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Well, and anyone who struggles with ob- obesity and, you know, I'm still a food addict. It's just like with any addiction, whether it be substance abuse or smoking, whatever the case may be, uh, um, food addiction is no different. You control it, you can um, suppress it, but uh, an addiction is one of those things, unless you really work at it, it can certainly present itself. And so I'm still a food addict. I just manage it more because it's been so long, almost 13 years. And I'm okay. Congratulations, by the way. That's a big deal. Thank you. Yeah. But I hope if there are any listeners that, because you know, as you talked about in the intro, there's so many people who struggle with obesity that, um, you know, there is a solution. You know, you just have to hang in there, whether you do it the traditional way or you do it the way that I, that I chose to do it. Right. Well, the way you chose to do it worked for you. And let me just say, like, if you go to the Cheesecake Factory here in America, the portions are outrageous. I mean, how we're trained to eat yeah, is yeah. not normal. So you look at the 40% and you think, well, you know, there's Burger King commercials on all the time. You know, CVS is advertising that you buy, you know, Twinkies and get a Dr. Pepper at the same time. What a value. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, it's been acceptable for so long and it truly is not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, TV and as you said, portion control, which is one of the benefits to having weight loss surgery is your mind. There's, there is a disconnect between your mind and your stomach. Now I had a procedure called the vertical sleeve gastrectomy, um, which has similar results as the gastric bypass, which is sort of the gold standard for weight loss surgery. But I chose to have 80% of my stomach removed because I wanted it gone. I didn't want the temptation to be gaining weight again, but there's no doubt about it. My eyes are bigger than my stomach and I look at portions and I'm like, Oh my goodness, I want that. But surgery restricts me and quickly reminds me I can't have it. So it really makes me think where I would be right now if I hadn't had surgery. You know what I'm saying? It's changed your body and your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you, I'm from Louisiana. I know food. <laughs> and I know what it's like to look at food and think, I got that whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, clearly I need to change my mindset. But anyway, um, okay, let's go to your GTFO moment. I, I want you to be able to express the conversation you had with the person who really, who really inspired your life-changing moment to fly to Oklahoma. Yeah, my moment was actually before I picked up the phone. Um, it was about a week before I called this particular treatment coordinator. Um, I was a closet eater. Um, I literally ate in my closet. So a lot oh, of wow. people don't realize, they think closet eat, but I literally, that was where I hid. And a week before I made the call, uh, ice cream, which today is still one of my favorites, that was what I used to sneak and eat. And I would buy pints of Haagen-Dazs Oh. And I would go upstairs, I'd sneak it in my purse and I'd go upstairs and I would eat it in the closet and I wouldn't tell anyone. And one day I forgot to lock the door and I could hear my husband coming up the steps and I immediately tried to run to lock the door and in the process tripped, the ice cream went all over the place. Um, I made a complete mess. I did stop him from coming in, but that was my weakest moment. That was my moment that I'm like, I've got to get out of my body. Like I've got to get out of this life of denial. And that's um, symbolic that you were trying, you were trying to get out of that closet too. It all like. Yeah. Literally. I wanted to stop eating in my closet. Now he had no idea. He didn't know that you were. Okay. 
Okay. No, he, to this day, he does not know that story. Um, cause it's, it's, I mean, I, I share it. I mean, if he hears it, he hears it, but, um, that was really my tipping point. And so I started researching and part of what I've done is I've taken my story as a obesity survivor and I've really made it a part of my sales methodology. Um, because I understand the importance of first substantial contact, how you have to treat a, a potential patient when they call you. And I went through a series of phone calls where people didn't want to talk to me until mm-hmm. I ran across this young lady. And I thought I was calling Charlotte. It wasn't until 40 minutes into the conversation did she reveal to me she was in Oklahoma. You connected and with her quickly. I connected with her. Yeah. She took the time to, she did something very simple. No one else had did. She asked me my name. Isn't that funny? Something like that is what resonated with you. She said your name. She said, oh, your name is so different. And I said, it's, my name is Persian. I said, my name is Persian. It means sweet. She said, wow, isn't that great? She said, do you mind if I take notes? And from there, that was it. That was, she had me four minutes into the conversation. Right. It was personal. It was personal. She cared enough to hear my story. And I think that's where a lot of people in business fail to, they don't realize that's where the yes comes is your ability to tap into the pain points and just pay attention. I just wanted to share my story. No one had given me a chance to do it. You just needed to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true because I've worked for big corporate America and I got to a point in my career with them where they did not want to listen anymore to the customer. They couldn't care less. It was not a factor in success. Mm-hmm. So it, it is important. I agree with you. So, so you, you talk to her. She walks you through the process. You fly to Oklahoma. You get the surgery. What was the surgery experience like for you? Um, I will tell you the, the pre-surgery process was more difficult than the surgery because there's a lot of hoops and hurdles that you have to go through to have surgery. I mean, you have to get psychological, uh, counseling, uh, evaluated and fast and lose a ton of weight before you even get there. And, um, and she literally held my hand through the whole process um, and I booked my flights and it was myself and my husband and my son at the time. And um, we stayed in a bed and breakfast for a week while I recovered. Surgery um, that night, I mean, I, you're supposed to go home in a day. I was having a little bit of a hard time coming out of and recovering from the surgery, but I received the best experience while I was there. And I came home and recovered for a couple weeks. And one of the, you know, I would say one of the downsides for me was that I didn't have um, a support group. I had some friends that were bariatric patients. We kind of, we're part of a tribe. You, if you're a bariatric patient, you can partner with somebody who kind of sees you through, but it wasn't really until 10 years after I had my surgery. Did I actually hear from this particular facility because they were reaching out to me because they had an assumption I had gained some of the weight back. And when I told them that I had lost all the weight and I had the skin surgery. I had 18 inches of skin removed from my abdomen because I had a tremendous amount of skin left over and I had a tummy tuck. I had my boobs done. Like I just went for it. Well, they were like, for you because you look amazing. I, I'm, you're a beautiful person anyway, but I've seen your photos, Miss <laughs> Model. 
Yeah, I'm not afraid to talk about what I did um, because it was like the second part of my transformation for me, you know. Right. Um, But they that when they found out about my success um, on my just before my 10 year anniversary, that was when they invited me. um, And I spoke for a major weight loss um, foundation. And that was when I had the opportunity to meet Carney Wilson, who was really the face of bariatric surgery in the early 2000s, you know, and um, she was my idol. And so to actually meet her and be on a stage and to be able to um, be able to just stand next to her and talk to her about her journey and take selfies with her, it was an amazing, it just came full circle for me. Right. That had to be an amazing experience. Because, because of, like you said, because of your journey and then there you are speaking and meeting, meeting Carney Wilson. I mean, that's like kind of an out-of-body experience. Yeah, it was. It's just, it's just funny because I remember shortly after the ice cream incident, I saw Carney on Entertainment Tonight and that was when she was showing her before and after. And I just thought, I want to be her. Like, I want to have that success story and be her. And then I became her. Um, 10 years later, you know? Um, so it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And who knew 10 years before that you would be on that stage speaking about your experience with her? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if someone would have told you that at that time, would you have been like, oh no, 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 I don't believe that. And then. No, I mean, I never saw having weight loss surgery be a part of my brand. I never thought, I mean, this is, you know, like, it's almost like I took my handicap and this is what all your listeners and people who follow you have to really do is, you know, um, I took my handicap and I turned it into a blessing. And I, I'm a huge fan of Les Brown, who to me is one of the best motivational speakers. And he talks a lot about that, you know, where he was labeled, uh, you know, uh, an educable, mentally retarded. And you see his brilliance. He has used that to his benefit. And I think that's what I did with my weight loss journey. Like, yeah. So you're, you know, anyone who's watching this, um, anyone who follows you, I know you have a lot of people who follow you. It's like, you have to take anything in your life that you see as negative and make it to your good. It's so true. I have a good friend. Um, and we joke that things like this are what we call content. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What happens to you is your content and you turn it into your brand. Absolutely. You you turn it into who you are. Yep. Absolutely. It's true. It's true. Um, I have another question for you. Yeah. Did your weight loss affect any relationships or friendships? Because they had they knew the old Shireen and then there's the new Shireen. Did that change? It did. I mean, it changed with me first. Yeah. Um, I have I had body dysmorphia um probably for the first 12 to 18 months, which is where you know you've lost a lot of weight. And I lost like 110 in the first year. So I lost pretty much all my weight. Amazing. It's amazing. I had an internal battle with Shireen because I still saw myself as a really fat person. And I would see people and walk up to them I hadn't seen in years. And I didn't understand why they didn't recognize me. And I was still shopping in the plus size section when I didn't need to. And so I had an issue with who I was and just getting to know Shireen. Um, that took several years actually. 
Wow. Did you like have to accept that your size had changed, that you looked different physically? I did. Yeah. There are some things that happen, you know, which is why I had the uh, skin removal and tummy tuck and all that. One of the downsides um, to having weight loss surgery is there is usually a lot of skin that's left over as a Mm -hmm. reminder of who you used to be. And not everyone um, is able to remove that. And um, like I said, that was the, that's always the second part of the bariatric journey is getting rid of the skin. And sometimes people, you know, I was at my heaviest 255 pounds. Just imagine someone who's four, 500, 600 pounds, you lose three, 400 pounds. You, you almost think, well, geez, it was better when I was heavy because at least I could control it. Now I have skin that's right. uncontrollable. You know what I'm saying? Right. It would be a distraction. I'd feel like yeah. it, it wasn't a part of me anymore. It's just kind of just there, like part of your old life, perhaps. And it, and it gets in the way. There's still certain clothes you can't wear. It can be uncomfortable, you know, and unless you live that life and know what it's like, people think, well, you should be happy because you're not heavy, but now you have yet another and you have you have another hurdle you have to climb. Right. Right. And did you know did you know that going into your bariatric surgery that perhaps someday you would have the skin removal? Did you already have that forecasted for yourself? I did. I really tried my best and if I talk to any I'm a huge um I am a buddy to anyone who, if I find out somebody's having weight loss surgery, I don't need to know you. I offer to be a support system to anyone. And I always try to tell people to that first year to push yourself with weights, to try to stay ahead of uh, skin elasticity, because that was what I did. Mm-hmm. I still struggled with it. But had I not exercised, because that that is... I think a mistake that a lot of people don't realize that your first year, they call it a surgiversary, that first year after weight loss surgery, you have got to take full advantage of it because if you let it slip by, you may not get the weight off and the skin becomes your demon. That's an interesting point. I had never heard that before, Mm -hmm. that that part was so crucial, you know. Yeah, once you get past that one year mark. Yeah. You pretty much, I mean, if you haven't lost a substantial amount, 70, 80%, it's going to be really hard to get it off thereafter. Did they tell you that up front, that part up front? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I had did a lot of research and, you know, of course I was on, you know, different um, online, you know, websites and, you know, different chats and groups and things of that nature. But, you know, if you're a part of the, you know, pre-op circle, that is what everyone talks about is you really have to take advantage of that first year. Okay. It's a good lesson though. Mm-hmm. How did you decide between the bypass and the band? Or how did the doctor make that decision for you? Actually, the doctor did not make that decision. Mm-hmm. The treatment coordinator who I spoke to for my phone consult helped me to decide that. When I spoke with her, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but she laid out the options so nicely for me that by the time we got to the end of the conversation, I had made up my mind that I was going to have the vertical sleeve. I didn't know until I spoke with her. So that just goes to show how educated she was on this and how to guide you through a conversation. 
That's the key, what you just said. Yeah. She, She literally, and this is what I train sales pros, is that people like myself, a patient, a customer, I was want, I wanted her to lead me. Yeah. I wanted her to, to direct the action for me. I trusted her enough that I was literally, I had my hand on her shoulder and I didn't know who she was or what she looked like. That takes a lot of faith too. Yeah. And what's but disappointing credibility with me very early on, I could sen- I was able to sense from her that I could trust her. Right. Right. She did the right things with you versus the other phone calls you had made and people did not make that connection. Yes. So it, it does make a difference. It does make a difference. Um, tell me about how this whole experience has transformed your life. Um, aside from being healthy and really feeling probably my absolute best and probably the most confidence I've ever had at almost 45, which is where I stand right now. Um, Because I, like I said, I had no idea that my weight loss journey would somehow translate into a sales methodology that would then transform the lives of doctors and salespeople. That's probably the biggest. And I was stuck working as a salesperson and grinding for years until I was forced to make a decision pre-COVID. I was, you know, I had to do something because I was given an ultimatum. You either work full-time instead of part-time or I'm going to, you're fired. And I said, well, then you'll have to fire me because I was already engaged in my business with Real Talk at a full-time capacity. And so I was forced into making my business full-time. And it's, and I, and when I, I do a lot of speak, well, I used to pre COVID used to do speaking engagements. Now everything <laughs> is all virtual. Right. Right. But, um, when I share my story and I share my before and after picture on slides, it stops people. Um, because that's the vulnerable part of me that I'm okay to, to reveal because again, I took something that was really a handicap and I've turned it into something that's so beneficial for me personally and professionally. And I'm, I'm, if, if, you know, anyone hears my story and it empowers them to have weight loss surgery, it just changed their lives. At the end of the day, it's worth it for me. Right. It makes you realize why the whole thing happened now. Yes. So you can share it with other people, you know, and going back to your former employer, that was your second GTFO moment. It was, it was, it was, you're like, fine. You want me to make a decision? I'll make a decision. I'm going on my own. So, yeah. and, um, considering our last conversation, it sounds like that's working out quite well for you, Ms. Shireen. It's been truly amazing. And I think it's, it's, you know, I'm, I have a huge believer in the man upstairs and I believe that he sets me up for success. I mean, 100%. I believe that when you now, and I will tell you, you know, I invested in a coach probably about two years before I was faced with having to make that decision. And I'm a huge advocate as a coach that a coach Mm -hmm. has to have a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, And so people, you know, if if there are folks out there that are listening and on the edge and trying to figure out what they should do because of fear, well, had I not took the, the initiative to invest in someone to make me better, to give me clarity, 
I would have never been able to pivot as quickly as I did in February. You know what I'm saying? You were, I just, you were equipped. You were ready. Absolutely. And you, you always want to be ready. You know, you don't want to wait until you have no choice because it's too much pressure. Then you can't move. Then you are paralyzed. And it's like, well, what about that? You know, so it is the big, I am a huge advocate. I will always invest in a coach. I don't care if I'm not making any money in my business. I don't see it as an option for me to coach other people and not have someone else make me better. Right. And that's such a benefit. That's such a benefit. I got to tell you, I had a coach for two years when I was considering leaving corporate America and I knew I couldn't hang on anymore. I was like, I need someone to help me get over the fear of leaving all I've ever known. Yes. I couldn't have done it without her. I mean, you need to have that support. So I'm in full agreement with you on that, especially on life changing circumstances. Yes. Yeah. That is going to be that person. And I have, a, I have an amazing coach who helped me to build the Real Talk brand. Now, I, instead of having hour-long coaching sessions, she has a program where I can talk to her 15 minutes at a time. Um, and I don't really see myself running my business without her. Because she, when I have those moments where I'm like, <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm going to lose it or I'm overwhelmed. Like she brings me to where I need to be and gives me that encouragement that like I can keep going. And so I wouldn't be where I'm at right now and have the clients that I have without her. So it's, it's a beautiful, it's an investment. It is an investment. And I agree with you. We all have to have that because if not, you get stuck. And then there's the what ifs. So mm-hmm. I'm proud of you for doing it. I know it takes a lot of courage and bravery to do it. I know it does. Oh, it's the best decision I've ever made working for myself. And I'm not going to say that it is, it's easy, but the ability to dictate what I want to do, when I want to do it, how much I want to do, you can't put a price tag on that. You know what I'm saying? That, no. that fear though, that you talk about that fear of is yeah. it the right time. It'll never be the right time. It will never be the right time. I hear that all the time from clients. They're like, I can't go yet. I'm like, well, why? Well, I'm waiting for this. And then they're waiting for December. And then they're waiting for February. And nothing changes. Nothing changes. It's the same thing. Yeah. But yeah. they're scared. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, what would you want the listeners to take away from our podcast today? I think, you know, a couple takeaways. Number one, you know, I think anyone listening to this now can attest to the fact that life is short with just the world that we're living in right now. And I would say that now more than ever, we have an obligation to ourselves to live our best life on our terms, whatever that may be, whether that be having, uh, getting in control of your health and your life and losing weight, battling with any other addiction, whether it be substance abuse, you know, uh, hardcore drugs, smoking, whatever the case may be, or changing your life with being in control with your career or your profession. As we talked about, you will never, ever be 100% ready, but you have to take the leap. And I am a believer. I never want to say 
that I didn't try something. I never want to, even if I flop, even if I'm a, I fail at something, I don't want anyone ever say, well, Shireen was too afraid to do something to make a change. And I, I will not ever for the rest of my life ever doubt my ability to do anything. And so anyone listening to this, wherever you may be hesitant, but there's that little something, that little voice in the back of your head that's telling you to pull the trigger and do it, listen to yourself. I love that. I love it. Yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. So true. Because what's going to happen if you ignore it? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And surround yourself with people who will help you to listen to yourself and to continue to listen to yourself and don't be afraid to say you need help. And that that's probably my biggest takeaways. Well, you're such an inspiration and I love hearing your words. You're inspiring me right now. I got oh, fearless. Stop. I'm not afraid stop of anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So how can people get connected with you, Ms. Shereen? Yes. So I, I offer um, sales coaching and training. And I talked a lot about dentists and plastic surgeons, but also corporate professionals and any ready to win sales pros can find my website, which is www.realtalkselling.com, real, R-E-A-L, talkselling.com. And they could also email me at info at realtalkselling.com. And I do offer a complimentary discovery call and it doesn't cost anyone a dime to talk to me, to explore what it is that they want to do and potential ways to help them. And um, I always give tremendous value um, in those calls, whether a patient decides to move forward with me or not. So I believe it. I have no doubt. I'm a believer. (laughs) Uh, Are you doing any more speaking, Shireen? And especially after hopefully this COVID-19 releases a bit, do you plan on speaking again? I do. I mean, I, I have spoken for, um, a dental, a Keystone Dental, um, an implant uh, manufacturer. I was actually supposed to speak on the Smiles at Sea cruise that was in November, and I believed up until you know a month ago, I was like, this thing isn't going to happen. And the person who facilitates this cruise was like, no, we're going, and we just found out that of course they're canceling that. Shocker. And so I yeah. think that the hype of speaking. Um, and doing a lot of webinars has seemed to calm down. Like, you know, you saw a lot of webinars happening, but um, I, I hope to have the opportunity. First of all, I'm, I, I love the idea of a podcast. So that's something that I'm looking at is starting a podcast, me and, and um, a team member of mine, but then also doing any uh, webinars or anything like that to, you know, for dental professionals, more so in the elective medical arena. Well, that's excellent. And that's a great way to pivot because we don't really know what's going to be happening. So it's a great way to get your voice out there. Yeah. So, and um, thank you for sharing that with us. I know our listeners will appreciate knowing that. Well, thank you for having me. Well, it was wonderful. Well, I feel like I have a new friend in you and thank (laughs) you for joining me. And guys, that is a wrap. Thank you, Miss Shireen. And guess what? I'm looking forward to our next episode of GTFO. Thank you for joining me today on the GTFO podcast. This is Holly Kaplan. To connect with me for confidence coaching or speaking engagements, please connect with me at hollykaplan.com or find me on Instagram at GTFO underscore podcast. Thanks.